Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free, and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf Coast. At LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. So many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the <laughs> And the flight is talking to me! I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Fly Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Mate, this is a very, very special episode of Mid-Flight Brawl because it's a, it's Sharon versus Steedon. Oh, one of the most exciting weeks of the year. AFL versus NRL. It's very rare that our, our two favourite sports, are uh, the grand finals, are being played back-to-back. Yeah. I mean, you say two favourite sports, but I, I'm more of a, and I know you quite like it too, the sort of off-field uh, grub aspect of league oh. is the only thing I really concentrate on. I don't watch your games anymore. Haven't seen one for years. Fox Sports keep adding channels. Why don't Why don't they just have a fucking five oh nine on Foxtel just following off field behaviour <laughs> across all codes? I'd watch that all the time. Oh, the off seasons when I really come to come to light in league. Well, bloody your mates, your mates, your mates. Yesterday, uh, well, sorry, your mates. A few days ago, there was the. Um, the what's the what's the brown loaf for the NRL? What's that called? It's the Dally M. The Dally M. That's the one. A bloke by the name of Jack Whiten uh, won it. Who plays for the Raiders? Yeah. And uh, the, his name got released before the award ceremony even took place. Oh, to someone at the Daily Telegraph, sick. I think, just let it out. Yeah. Put it on Twitter. So all these players have turned up knowing full well what's going to fucking happen and just had to sit through it. You'd be spewing. I thought there'd be no players there. They're all down at the tab <laughs> putting, a, putting a few hundred on Jack. Well, I, f- <laughs> I found out that the NRL voting is the only one that gets blocked 24 hours before because it's so sus. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, of course, I'm on, uh, I'm on Triple M this morning. And uh, I find I find out a bit about this Jack Whiten bloke, and um, my co-host said, "Yeah, he got in a bit of trouble a few years ago, but went in there to Ricky Stewart's office, and Ricky Stewart said, there's only one way to turn your life around, and that is to change your position on the field.' And I thought, well, fuck, he couldn't have been in that much trouble. Turns out, though, start of 2018, uh, he was stood down by Canberra after admitting in court to assault. It was a pretty big situation at the start of the year." I love on Wikipedia. So in Feb 2018, while celebrating his birthday, what do you do when you celebrate your birthday, Heggy? Oh, you should be allowed to celebrate your birthday however you like. It's a free pass and he's a popular rugby league player, probably bashed a few people. 
I don't know. You say few, that'd be what, three? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, following sentencing, <laughs> the footage of him celebrating his birthday in Canberra, the footage of Whiten in urine-soaked trousers launching unprovoked attacks on five different passers-by was released to the media. <laughs> Very good. (laughs) (laughs) What a sentence. The footage of Whiten in urine-soaked trousers launching unprovoked attacks. (laughs) Yeah. I pictured Chino, so I haven't seen the footage, but I'm picturing a cream pant. Yeah. Base Chinos. (laughs) The the, the amount of old men wearing beige chinos, Mm. really silly. Especially up in Queensland, in the in the prostate years, wearing beige chinos, no less. Fucking stupid idea. But uh, Jack's probably run out of money down there and wanted to get a blue and white taxi home. So he's pissed himself, <laughs> thinking this will do the job. Didn't do the job. Everyone left him alone. Thought I'll just start punching people. Get home. Well, all I could think, all I could think today, we're not fans of victim blaming here on Midflight Brawl, but um, unprovoked attacks on five different passers-by. So it's just hands. It's not weapons. He doesn't have a sword or a gun. One and two there, I feel terrible. Three, four, five, what the fuck are you doing there? (laughs) (laughs) Because two, like if I see one person get punched, you go, maybe it's just two people sorting out a misunderstanding. Then you see if I was three and I saw number two go down, I'd go, that was from a different group. That guy didn't even see it coming. I'm heading the other way. Number five, I don't know what, they must have been. I don't know, sitting, asleep? Maybe they're asleep. It's the only way I'll ever be a number five <laughs> yeah. with a man without a gun. If you've got a gun, different story. But there's no way I'm the fifth one getting punched. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he's your mate and he is the best player in your favourite sport. Um, <laughs> well, it's nice It's nice to see a, uh, a fifth chance going to people. You know, most people get a second chance in life. Rugby league players, at least five. We haven't seen the worst of Jack White, and I wouldn't think just yet. Uh, Dally M players have a history of belting the shit out of people after they've gotten that award. When they when they said he turned his life around, I pictured fuck. It was probably eight ten years ago. He's made a mistake. Mistake. It was two and a half years ago. Yeah, a lot of them uh, fall victim to the phrase "turned his life around." <laughs> Somebody in Canberra still probably got frozen peas on their head. Yeah, oh, no way. He won. <laughs> Incredible. Go Raiders. Well, um, I mean, there's no question NRL is a grubbier sport, but uh, we'll get stuck into that fairly soon. What a pleasure it was this week, though, to turn on the for Falcon on Sunday <laughs> yes. night and see your big mug taking up the whole 32 inches. It's still running. Yeah. That's ruined a multi-bet for me. <laughs> I honestly thought the for Falcon was a two-week job at best, but it's still going. Man, the for Falcon's great. I mean, I've only watched it twice, but the kids seem to watch it. It's got... Like I said, it's got the internet on it. You can do all sorts of things now. But, um, yeah, they've been watching it. It's fine. It'll it'll be around. I'll give you an update on the for Falcon from time to time, but it will outlast, I reckon, this podcast. I'm giving it 15 years. <laughs> well, I had a lot of uh, – when I put the thing up on our mid-flight brawl on Instagram saying, hey, my special's on 10 Shake tonight, and if you've got no idea how to reprogram a TV or you're out of a, a big city – if you're in a rural region, it'll be on 10 play from tomorrow. A lot of people asked me if I was going to be doing any of this. And there was none of that. I actually, I saw that joke and it was 
it was uh, delivered perfectly on the small screen. Mate, well, it was a it was a couple months after you were actually on the show that night, Heggy, and I I remembered. I well, I'll never I'll never forget this. Dribbling on me, dribbling on me. The run up. If you watch that joke, I take a good five seconds before saying dribbling. Yeah, I'm like a I'm like a primary school kid going to enter a big fucking skipping rope. I'm just going hold on, wait yeah. for it, wait for it. <laughs> But you're going to hate this. A lot of people bullying me, Heggy, and I thought, fair enough, it's my turn. Until the episode came out last Thursday, and I copped over ten messages across our email and uh, Instagram about a thing you said last week. Yeah, what? I probably probably my favourite George W. video is that dude throwing shoes at him. Oh, you can watch it on loop. Like you can, it's it's a good exchange. Like it's very accurate throwing and expert dodging. Like you can. <laughs> It's it's a good exchange. Like it's very accurate throwing and very accurate, very accurate, very accurate, very accurate, very accurate. You know, you know what's happening here. You're fucking like because of because I'm not in charge of editing. Obviously, I don't know how to do it. It's I'm getting doctored after. Oh, and it's very clever and some some excellent bullying in the workplace. Appreciate that as a concept, but fucking take it easy. Well, we got the bullying out of the way. Very accurate. Um, I do want to say a big thanks to everyone who's already signed up to the Patreon. Uh, fair few people getting involved, getting around Land Larrikins. First episode of Land Larrikins came out last Friday. Next one comes out next Friday. It's once a fortnight. Um, your three-pack of pencils will be on their way soon. And any other merch I promised, I don't know when I typed it, probably 1 a.m., Probably have to dish out some wristies or something. I don't know what I wrote in there. I was fucking out of my mind. But, um, mate, I want to bring something up before we get into the ep. I've seen this sentence uh, or this term written a fair bit recently. It comes up in rugby league, but whatever. I'll accept it there. It's more when it comes to, uh, like, the Royal Commission into banking or the big thing with Crown Casino at the minute, and that is the term problem with the culture. Yeah. Not my thing. I think you knew it wouldn't be my thing when you fucking brought it up. 100%. I've heard this before many times. Can't fucking stand it. It's, um, <laughs> if, oh, if you're not down at Yo Play and, uh, you know, trying to recalibrate the machinery and talking to another nerd, don't, don't talk about fucking culture. Yeah. And the problem with it. It's anything to deflect off fuckwits. Anything to not blame themselves. To me, anyone in a $10,000 suit saying there was a problem with the culture, what they seem to mean is that we committed a multitude of financial crimes. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I want to I start going with there's a problem with the culture, just to fucking rob a 7-Eleven, go, sorry, guys, there's a problem with the culture in my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get that sorted out, quick sticks. <laughs> Problem with the culture has been chucked around liberally in uh, rugby league circles for the last <laughs> decade. And, um, I mean, you know, we talk about AFL having the odd grub, but there's a news article last year with the headline, the 66 scandals in four years that have rocked the NRL. Fuck. I don't recall seeing anything like that about Aussie rules. Get fucked. You could just read Ben Cousins' book. Yeah. Does he do something every 22 days and and not get away with it? I don't know. The period he did, but not not over four years. No way. That's a that's a. I've brought this up before. I feel bad for Benny 
and he will get mentioned later in this episode. I feel bad for Benny because I feel that the rest of AFLs let him down. I feel that the NRL <laughs> spreads their grubbery sort of evenly among the teams, whereas oh. poor Benny, <laughs> poor Ben Cousins, just trying to pull it all off himself. Oh yeah, it's a one man team. Hard work trying to get everyone to get into it. The the sort of the sort of things we look at in NRL on a regular basis are uh, have you got your dinger ready? Always because um, some of the run of the mill. Just everyday activities. We've got assault, of course. Uh, mixture of domestic violence and random bashings. Egging cars. High range drink driving. Passing off counterfeit notes at the pub. Fuck. Drugs. <laughs> kidnap. Kidnap. Manslaughter. <laughs> oh, Jesus. GBH. <laughs> fraud. Cheating drug piss tests, (laughs) taking roids, (laughs) biting women, break and enter, (laughs) simulating sex with a dog, extortion, (laughs) Extortion. and reptile smuggling. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, all of these things just fall under the banner of larrikinism. On the field, uh, <laughs> north of the border. <laughs> Fuck that. They're just larrikins. Don't worry about it. Most of most of their best work, leagueies, is done in casinos, strip clubs, nightclubs, northies at Cronulla and the streets of Bali. Not a huge amount of airport and plane incidents to be had because a lot of their off-field hobbies aren't really conducive to close-quarters settings where everyone has a fucking camera. So, I mean, you can't really bash someone properly on a plane and these blokes care deeply about the craft of grubbery. Yeah, and I must say, we are talking airport and airplane-related grubbery in this episode because, you know what, the AFL does not have as many grubs as the NRL, but the ones that are grubs, it's like, Jesus, what did you do in Miami to your missus? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> that is no good. Like to, I've had to dig deep and have a bit of a stretch here because there's not a lot of leagues on planes doing bad stuff. They, they save it for when they're on the ground. They're pretty good on planes. They're usually passed out or something, so they can't do much. <laughs> but um, AFL, not bad. You want to kick well, off? Yeah, maybe I'll kick off then. Um, injured Frio midfielder. This was a few years ago. Recently retired Harley Bennell. He was removed from a... Where do you think the flight was going? Uh, was it going to the Golden Coast? Oh, <laughs> Off to a fucking flyer, Heggy. He was removed from a Gold Coast-bound flight shortly after boarding uh, due to intoxication. I did manage to find this guy, but go on. Here's the thing, though. It was the second flight. It was the second leg. Yeah. So he flew from Perth to Melbourne earlier on Saturday after arriving in Melbourne. This is what the club said in a statement. After arriving in Melbourne to await his flight to the Gold Coast, Bennell went to a cafe at the airport. Shortly after boarding the Gold Coast flight, he was asked to disembark by Virgin staff who have believed he was affected by alcohol. Yeah. He cooperated with airline staff and returned to the Virgin Lounge. Now, I don't think I've ever gotten off a flight, gone to a cafe, and then been told to get off the next flight. What do you do at the cafe? Clearly someone spiked his coffee, haven't they? Mm. Either way, not his fault. He was on leave, so what's he supposed to do but get maggot? Business class, no less. Yeah. And uh, when he was told to get off, 
It sort of wasn't his own doing, though. It was the frustration of not being able to play because of injury. So oh. that's the company line. wasn't even a problem with the culture. It was just uh, good old-fashioned not his fault for fucking whatever. Well, I know what to do January 2 next year when I fucking blow 0.19 at a roadside breath test. I'll go, no, nah, guys, I'm not drunk. Uh, I'm frustrated with not being able to do gigs. You'd be frustrated at your mental illness that did all those things. <laughs> The, the black dog. Imagine what the black dog's going to blow if I've blown 0.19. <laughs> oh, black dog's going to fucking cut sick first few days of January. <laughs> Harley Bettle, though, he um, so obviously got removed from the flight. Uh, the, other, the other statement that came out, uh, or the coach, Docker's coach at the time, Ross Lyon, said he'd already flown from Perth to Melbourne and navigated that flight fine. As if he's in the <laughs> cockpit with a map. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's got a pencil out and a compass. <laughs> he got him there. He pretty much got him there from 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 Western Australia. He navigated the flight fine. Which, how low is the bar for how you view your players that them just getting on a flight and not being arrested is like he's done, he's done a great job. I would say I'd take it so far as to say it's Lion and his and his minions' fault. For not booking a direct flight, surely Perth goes straight to Gold Coast. Spiritual Sco- fucking sister cities. Maybe a Scoot or Jetstar. Perth's just the Gold Coast with the fucking sunset over the water. Same vibe. <laughs> the shadow of jet skis cruising across the sun. Forget palm trees. I'm going to get a painting of that when I buy a house one day. <laughs> jet ski with a really large aerial, just in black. Oh. He said he'd flown from Perth to Melbourne, navigated that flight fine, went to the lounge, went back on, was in business class, sat down, and then was asked to leave. He got up, grabbed his backpack, walked off, and went to the lounge. Um, It's unfortunate that it's occurred, but there was no disruption on the previous flight or on this flight, but obviously there were some signs of intoxication. Yeah, I think that's a bit of tall poppy. It sounds like nothing to me compared to the things we've seen that have gone unpunished. Yeah. That's fucked. I feel sorry for Harley. I think it's his track record of uh, being photographed with white powder, et cetera, mm. someone has arced up at and gone, fuck it, we're going to get him. Yeah. Well, I think he can't be drunk because his coach said, we stand by him, always support the person. He's had 60 weeks of rehab where he's been super. So yeah. couldn't have been it. It can't have been it. I mean, unless no. unthinkably rehab doesn't work, it's just a money grab. It <laughs> can't. That's impossible. That changes everything. Makes you think, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Old Harley, though, we mentioned him the other week, uh, September 29. Former AFL player Harley Bennell will remain in hospital on the Goldie overnight after being admitted on Monday night to be treated for intoxication just hours after announcing he'd retired from the game, which yeah, I fucking right. love that. What a way to quit your job. Well, what's you know, what else are you gonna do? Again, surely when you retire, you get your gold watch straight to the pub for a few shandies. Yeah. What's he supposed to do? This is crazy. I feel sorry for her. I think he's been victimized. Um, mate, I'll I'll get straight into the leagueies. Mm. And this is I don't want any complaints about this. I'll I'll say up front, it is a stretch, but it does vaguely involve planes. I just want to set the scene about okay. how good league players are in this realm. Sydney <laughs> Roosters right. and Broncos prop Martin Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been marred by injury himself, a bit oh. like Harley. And uh, Kennedy, 
because he had so many injuries, he was forced into taking performance-enhancing drugs, which saw him ejected from the great game. Um, Then he ran into some difficulties in business, as is the want of some post-playing leagues. He had a a couple of businesses. What do you reckon they were? Uh, Greyhound trainer. Oh, I mean, good guess, but no. Um, He had two businesses. They were reptile breeding. And, and Japanese fishing tackle. So, Japanese fishing it. tackle? Yeah. Good, solid businesses. Why do, that sounds like a sexual position I haven't heard of yet. <laughs> she gave me the old Japanese fishing tackle. <laughs> well, that's, um, I mean, those two businesses, they sound ludicrous to me, but they're probably classed in Australia's primary producer roles. But, um, <laughs> Kennedy's what a he's running into some, yeah, he's, he's, he's run into some strife, right, and the <laughs> catalyst of which was a $25,000 personal loan he couldn't pay back to friend and convicted bank fraudster. So, again, this has forced his hand, not his fault, into yeah. the lucrative world of reptile smuggling. Wow. So that's where you end up. That's how you end up. In 2016, right, in a classic case of privacy invasion, customs have x-rayed a package he sent overseas, finding 24 confused shingleback lizards in there, <laughs> along with 10 dinner plate turtles in containers bound for their new home in idyllic Sweden. I mean, reptiles, they fucking love the snow. Imagine getting in a Tupperware, right, and waking <laughs> up in Sweden. Everybody's always telling us, fucking, hey, these are endangered. You've got to look out for them. Yeah. Get fucked. If you can live in a Pringles can for 38 hours and be fine on the other side, you're tough <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> well, the problem is I don't think many of them do. I think they bank that. That's why they send 24. You get one or two over there, preferably the, of different genders. You're was, fucking laughing. It was like having 12 kids in the gold rush era. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully have three at the end. Well, it's not much to do with planes, I know. It's just a bloody ripper yarn. Although he sent a lot of reptiles on planes. so And Martin did have to catch one to Thailand. He caught a plane there by himself. <laughs> yeah. Large man on a Thailand-bound plane. Big red fucking flag in my oh, book. Makes you think, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't, I don't want anyone to panic. He wasn't up to any of that pervert stuff. He's just off to buy some snakes and bring them back to their spiritual home, Central Coast, New South Wales. <laughs> also, on top of this, the heat yeah. was really on him for the Sweden thing. Like it was, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like fucking. He's yeah. They're all over yeah. this Sweden thing at the time. So he decided he should he should wait for the excitement on behalf of the authorities to die down a bit. They might be monitoring what he is up to. So he waited patiently. And didn't go to Thailand for three days afterwards. <laughs> so, well, he's probably watched a fair bit of the first forty-eight. Yeah, gone. Well, that's blown over now. <laughs> We're up to seventy-two. Where's my passport? Yeah. Where's my sa- Where's my Samsonite with the heat lamp in it? Yeah, I've got to fucking go to Phuket. <laughs> Next problem, Jesus. right? Yeah. Pay- he paid over three thousand dollars in postage to send some souvenirs back here. I'm not an expert, but if customs see a package with 3,000 stamps on it, their fucking eyebrows go up a bit. That's a, that's a lot of fridge magnets and snow domes, isn't it? And well, f- First of all, if you're, if you're sending a fucking 
Kosamui Snow Dome. Yeah. That should also be. <laughs> but if that's written on the customs form, 20 snow domes. You know, you know where the stuff was going too. And I, I don't know that he put it to this address, but I, I fucking hope so. Snake Ranch, Central Coast, New South Wales. That's the address. Um, do you know? Do you want to know what was in the package this time? You might want to get the dinger out. All right. Yeah, good to go. It was... Uh, well, it's not not too many things actually. I beg your pardon. There's only 68 snakehead fish <laughs> and 23 Chinese soft shelled turtles. More oh. Amazing! You imagine that, right? Being a being a turtle, your only redeeming feature is your shell. You think, oh, sick! I'm going to hatch in a minute and live easily to 100. No, I'm not. My only form of defence is all floppy. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous, soft shelled <laughs> anything. So, um, looks anyway. like a Terry Towling hat. Yeah, <laughs> Terry Towling hats. I've, I've worn them in the past. I've, I'm ashamed to admit, but it's good for you put, good for building. You can still put your earmuffs over the top and they're floppy. You're a Queenslander. You came out with one on. Yeah, that's actually the soft spot on a Queensland baby's head is Terry Towling. But the- <laughs> <laughs> but they've been commandeered, I reckon, by. Those, you know, music festival going tent slasher looking pricks. Oh yeah. Getting around in their soft bucket hats. Yeah, yeah, mate, you're you're up to no fucking good. Anyway, there was more stuff in the package. What was the uh what was the two animals in the package? A Chinese soft shell turtle. Twenty three of them, sixty eight snakehead fish. There's more stuff here. Oh, Sorry, snakehead I've, fish, I've, yeah. I've uh, cut short on the list. Yeah. Don't get ahead of myself. Twenty three of them. There was twenty sugar gliders. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. Alive. Well, don't know, man. Just you know, tell him, he must have told Post, look, don't turn this one upside down. <laughs> they might wake up. Um, 15 veiled chameleons, 15 <laughs> alligator snapping turtles, and 11, a fruit or a dozen, neotropical stingrays. So, don't know how he's done that. He's got a whole zoo in a package, $3,000 worth of stamps. Um, you're not going to believe this, right? If it, First of all, you know, if you're at Australia Post and they catch you before you hand the package over, just fucking stabbing holes in the box with some scissors. Yeah. That, we're going to have to look at this. <laughs> That's so many different species in one box. Yeah. Oh, it's heaps. Oh, well, they must have had a bloody party on the way. Most of them died. Um, yeah. You're going to su- gonna suffer a bit of shrinkage. The way Aussie Post built the shit out of parcels, it's in their charter. Final nail, though. In Martin Kennedy's coffin, and as a uh, reptile smuggler, two foreign non-venomous pythons, and forty-three thousand five hundred and fifty dollars in cold hard was seized from Snake Ranch in twenty seventeen. Off to the Clank Sea in twenty twenty-two, Marty, for the next chapter. Haven't heard enough. Wow. Anyway, that's just to set the scene on the sort of thing that leagueies can get up to. <laughs> Let's get on to the planes. That's. That's just in the post. Yeah. Fuck. That's the- Again, I just when you when you mentioned all of those crimes at the start, I almost just stopped the episode, gave up. White flag. It was a real Gallipoli situation that I've turned up here. Going, oh yeah. no. That's yeah. a, that whole cliff is made out of grubs. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll be all right. You got another Aussie rules, aerial ping pong uh, vandal. Yeah, this is one of my favourites. This is a few years back. Uh, we're going to have to go all the way back 
to 2006. Hit me. Uh, this is Port Adelaide player, former Port Adelaide ruckman, Dean Brogan. Um, oh, hang on. I'm going to have to stop you there. Did you say Grogan? No, not Grogan. Not the Queensland term for a shit. Brogan. B-R-O-G-A-N. Oh, Beg your pardon. Continue. I'm listening. Brogan, he was just walking through Adelaide Airport and a, a local oral surgeon walked past him and said, you're playing for the wrong team, dickhead, yeah. as uh, Dean Brogan was just waiting for a flight to Melbourne for an AFL game. And uh, Brogan, he's challenged the Ruckman, if you don't know, the largest man in the team. Yeah. He's challenged the oral surgeon, I assume small man, to repeat what he said before he knocked off the Crows fans' cap. So it's Port Adelaide Power. He's playing for the Power, the rival team of the Adelaide Crows. Yep. The oral surgeon's wearing an Adelaide Crows cap, which I don't know if I want my doctor wearing, you know, sports memorabilia. Absolutely not. I don't want him, you know, wearing any of that stuff. I fucking hate nerds, like, protect, like you know, there is some crossover, I get it, but when you see like a John Howard or a Scott Morrison cheering on a team... Yeah, mate, you've never drunk out of a fucking hose. Don't eat a pie with the lads and sit on a milk crate and talk rugby league. Fuck off. Oral surgeons probably in the same category. Yeah. You see ScoMo fucking drinking a beer with two hands. Like it's yeah. my nana with a tea. <laughs> Shut up, cunt. Drink it out of a shoe or fuck off. Oh, man, he's out at Shark Park with the little finger up off the cup. <laughs> Smuggled in a glass so I could pour it in. Learned that at finishing school. Yeah. Had a skull a pint. <laughs> um, so the oral surgeon said, you're playing for the wrong team, dickhead. And Brogan said, what would you say? Then he knocked the Crows fans' cap off and punched the victim in the nose with a clenched fist. Is there another way to do it? Yeah. Well, what do you want? The oral surgeon described it as being full on to the police. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> he said, he flicked, flicked my hat off and before there was time to move, he king hit me in the nose. Now... Brogan's lawyer did come out and say he shouldn't have punched him but denied it was a full-on king hit. He's like, that was front on, mate. That's not a fucking king hit. You saw it coming. King, kings only hit from behind, do they? Yeah, the king's way. Yep. <laughs> but, again, what I don't like, no, not a fan of victim blaming here, the oral surgeon said there was no time to move before it happened. And yeah. it's like, yeah, there was time. As you're yelling at the large man, you play for the wrong team, dickhead, you should be on the move. Oh. You don't wait around for a response. Yeah, man. You should be. You should have a really loud voice and be a long way away before you say <laughs> that shit. Yeah. That's mad. Like you, maybe, bo- maybe boarding your own flight. It's, it's <laughs> such a crazy thing to do in the first place, but then to press charges. Mm. You just put your hand up and go, look, there's a problem in the culture down at the oral surgery. We just call people dickheads. <laughs> and they have got to visit my mate and get him to fix up my fucking mouth. Happens all the time. <laughs> Sorry, I've just read Heggie. I've misread that. He was. He's also separately charged with assaulting an Adelaide oral surgeon last October in a separate case. Oh, okay. Fair enough. They were, they were walking their dogs at the park. Ah, Okay, yeah. that makes a little more sense. The dogs became involved in a fight and Brogan thought, well, if the dogs are fighting, the owners may as well fight as well. <laughs> Turns out the guy that got punched was just a fuckhead in an Adelaide hat. So, yeah, right. Standard. Who cares? Yeah, God, I've, th- I've thrown this poor oral surgeon under the bus. Oh, that's all right. Fuck him. Um, 
Adelaide fans have got to be some of the worst fans, don't they? Or not? Yeah. A single. Yeah, like, definitely. Are they? Okay. I'm just assuming. I hate the colours. That colour combo just reeks of thug. What, the red, yellow? Red, yellow, blue gold stripes. Or whatever it is. Yeah. Blue. There's a bit of gold in there. Is the crow gold? Yeah. yeah I don't like yuck. it. Not for It's a bit like a race team colours or something. They look like they punch on. Um, yeah, right, eh? Well, I'll see you, Grogan, and uh, <laughs> get straight back into a leaguey. And this is, again, this is a fairly placid incident, but still worthy of comment based only on the headline. And uh, how's this for a headline? Former NRL star turned media personality, Brett Finch, enters rehabilitation facility. All right. I mean, you take you take out NRL star and write comedian and then swap Brent Finch for Nick Cody, and that, if you're not careful, is your future. <laughs> the, uh, the sub-headline. Too many great northern zeros. Oh, He's gotten himself in the- trouble. <laughs> The sub-headline is even better. It says, on TV, he's a lovable larrikin, but a confronting image of Nick of uh, Brett Finch emerged as the ex-NRL oh, star checked into a mental health facility. So take care, mate. Exercise caution. This was a great photo. Oh, I remember this photo well. Pretty gross. Big drop of blood hanging off the nose. Finchie. He slept through the Gold Coast Sydney flight with his hood up and a blood nose. And I had a blood nose a few times as a kid. No reason. Can't explain it. As an adult, you get a blood nose much easier to explain. Not many reasons for it. None of them great. Yeah. <laughs> blood nose as an adult who's flying out of the Gold Coast. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the place that is known for being very high altitude. Oh, yeah. The Gold Coast. Maybe. Yeah, it's that. It, it was just- it was just a bit dry up there at sea level. <laughs> I've I've never walked down Cavill Avenue, the main pedestrian mall <laughs> section of Service Paradise, and not seen blood. Like next day, <laughs> Sunday morning, dark blood spots. Going, you can tell where someone got into a cab. So, oh, they've come out of that <laughs> nightclub and they've made it down to the end, and there's a cab. Disgusting. So, um, well, yeah, yeah, you see the trickle of blood, then a big pool, then a trickle, then a big pool, then a trickle, then none. And you're going, he's waited in the cab line. Yeah. Or, or you see a few of those wheel marks from a from an ambulance gurney, some blood uh, being trailed along. It's amazing that they're so violent just next to the beach. I never understand anger at the beach. Oh, I don't know, man. I, th- I think it's. It can make you worse. I mean, it's a gold case, fucking full of Queenslanders. Hard to explain. We've seen it before. Yeah, but I mean, you you hear about angry surfers. Yeah, and I always think, imagine what they're like on land. Like if they're angry in the ocean, where they're doing the thing they like. Yeah. Well, the thing they like happens to be punching out of towners. <laughs> so, you know, if you can if you can sit, like they're quite fit and they can sort of lean up off the board and just punch in the fucking nose while you're trying to paddle as a beginner, get out of my territory style, happens a bit. Um, not, catching, not catching me on my boogie board. There's no way. <laughs> they're not catching me on the jet ski. Um, <laughs> the plane lands right and Finchy, he didn't want to get off. They've, uh, he's, everyone's gotten off. He's just sitting there going, no, I'm not getting, not, I'm not getting off. I'm staying here. They had, to, they had to call the ambulance, right? And for some reason, the fire department, just in case they had to put him out or bust him open with an axe or fucking something, I don't know. <laughs> but um, 
again, no joking matter this, generally speaking, once again, mental illness has been responsible for some truly awful things. I mean, if only mental illness were tangible, we could punish it, but uh, it's not. So mental illness one time, hot wired a car and took it for a spin. wasn't me. I was maggot, that sort of business. But um, <laughs> in the case of Finchie, though, he was a popular and very well-loved player and then retired and no one cared. He found himself chasing the highs of playing well after he'd stopped playing. Someone told him to go down to Bondi Beach and watch the sunrise, and he did. And then he said, is that it? Who gives a shit? That's nothing compared to playing in a GF. <laughs> Who needs the sun? We've got fucking floodlights. Mate, he is uh, he is awesome. I watched a doco on the dynasty, the Queensland dynasty that kicked off in 2006. Yeah. Um, and Brett Finch, obviously, uh, New South Wales Blues player, he got a call up. Uh, he got a call up to play for the Blues with less than 24 hours notice and he was on a bender yeah. and he turned up to training in fucking vans or cons or something and jeans. This is 24 hours before a state of origin game and then kicked the winning field goal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fat <laughs> lot of good it did him. But, yeah, he yeah. did that. A sunset can get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> if you've pulled that off, <laughs> you'd go to the top of Mount Everest and take a shit on it. Yeah. You go, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Did you hear what I did in game one or game two? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, don't want to, I don't want anyone to complain about this. So I don't know mental illness is a genuine issue, but there is help out there. Go seek it. Sometimes, though, and in the case of Finch, he's gone and become a media personality on those TV footy show types. Sometimes there's nothing for mental illness except to put on a dress, even though quite clearly you're not a woman, and perform in some skits on a football-themed talk show. That'll help. <laughs> Before we wrap this up, now, this is my second last one, Heggy. Yep. I think it's the bigger, it's definitely the bigger of the two, but the last one has, there's just one paragraph in an article about it that I think may be the best mid-flight brawl paragraph in our, in our short history. Really? Yeah. Big cool. Can't wait. Let's get into him, though. Ben Cousins. Yes. The greatest. The GOAT. Oh, man. Ben Cousins was arrested again, and I think grub v. grub, he could take on most of the leagueies just by himself. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he'd walk onto any grub team of any sport in the world. But uh, we're talking champion team or team of champions here. He can't carry everyone, like you say. <laughs> Long rap sheet, old Cuzzy. A couple of favourite incidents pre-plane. Of mine, one of my favourites is abandoning his Mercedes in the middle of the highway and running off from the coppers who wanted a breath test him, leaving his girlfriend in it. Jumped in the Swan River, bit of "You've Never Take Me Alive" style, swam across. Brilliant. Well, no, you know what he did. This was Christmas Eve. If you've read his book, which we all should, no, uh, I believe it's "Such Is Life" or something. I think that's the tat he's got on him. Well, that's his doco. Yes. It was Christmas Eve. He was maggot driving with his missus. Cops pull him over. He abandons the car, hops into the Swan River, massive river, swims halfway across, then uh, just goes with the current for a bit, swims back to shore and hops up and he's at the restaurant that he and his girlfriend and family were just at. Oh, yes. And the staff are inside having drinks, have knocked off, the place is closed. He knocked on the door. They opened up and a guy said, are you Ben Cousins? And he said, fuck no. Who would want to be that dickhead? 
I was just at a mate's bucks party on a boat and they pulled a prank and threw me off. Right. And they all had a good laugh and let him use the phone. Oh, really? Yeah. Didn't He didn't sit down with the staff and have a few bevies. No, he, um, a lot of his stories in the doco is just him laughing while recalling some crimes he's done. <laughs> yeah, right. That's impressive. Very good. He's, uh, oh, he's got, he's got heaps of stuff. He passed out once on the steps of the Melbourne Crown Casino. Spent four hours in the clink for that. Didn't mind it. One of my favourite little things he did in 2007, he went to schoolies week at the Gold Coast. He was 29. Legend. So Normally I'd say Tooley, but it's Benny Cousins. Oh, it's Benny K. He probably just wanted to give him a bit of guidance, the kids. <laughs> Tell them how to live life, you know. <laughs> On his way to rehab, this is in 2009. He's been, he's been a few times. Um, the news.com.au article the headline is ben cousins impresses impresses flight staff on way to rehab yeah uh, former afl star ben cousins has been dubbed an in-flight uh quote hottie as two women whisked him away after his arrival in la for a second stay in a drug rehab clinic so he's flown into la two blonde friends have picked him up in a mercedes-benz sports car and he's taken off yeah and the news.com.au article is like this bloke's hilarious. Yeah. He's been he's been picked up by two attractive blondes, and I believe it was less than 72 hours later where there was a phone call to a hospital because he was having heart problems due to cocaine. Fucking hell. I mean, he's been to rehab a few times in California, hasn't he? Yeah. Fuck, imagine that. The place responsible for selling excess to the world and then double dipping by charging them more money to stay away from the stuff you fucking gave them. American dream, isn't it? How many rehabs until you just go, it's not for you? Oh, clearly it's not for anyone, but uh, it must must have worked for someone. I don't know, but it's fucking, it's mad the way they, because he's been in a fair few though. The one he was down in, what year did he go to Esperance? Esperance, 2012. <laughs> Esperance though, uh, he was arrested at Esperance Airport, which is sort of outback WA where he was found with 4.56 grams of methamphetamines. And you go, fuck, that's a lot of meth. Yeah. Uh, inside his body. More I love this. It said two waiting undercover officers arrested and reportedly strip searched him after he stepped off the plane. Uh, police will allege the drug was found hidden inside Cousins's rectum. Great. <laughs> well, where else was it? In his forey or his fucking cheeks? Of course it's in the arsehole. I mean, no, no one's ever asked me what's up my bum at an airport. <laughs> it's almost as if he attracts that sort of attention. It, you know what he did though, and I did read this. They asked him to get the baggie out for them and he just pushed it further into his freckle. A bit of gag edit if you want, you pigs. <laughs> but they had to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is really doubling down, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, God. To just like, nah, don't worry about it. Do you think these people ever just think to make the bag that they're putting inside themselves, just make it look like a turd, just make it a brown bag and push it in and then it's, you know, what's up there? Well, it's a turd, isn't it, if you really, you know. Is this a new product? Is this a LukeHeggy.com exclusive? Is this the launch? <laughs> it's a charger that looks just like a little turd. <laughs> you put all sorts of stuff in it. No, I just thought of it then. It's disgusting. But I'm surprised yeah, it, that they don't do that with the right. Yeah, like a soft 
uh, like a Play-Doh type thing that you can screw open. Yeah. Put a bit of meth in there, screw it back up, and it's got some yellow Play-Doh in there for corn or whatever, yeah. some red Play-Doh if you're a bit loose, and then you just, just ram it back up. Yeah. I, I don't understand why that's not being done. Obviously, there's more to it technically than I know. <laughs> You'll go, I'll, I'll wait next week to record the podcast and your wife will go, no, he's been hired by Narcos. He's <laughs> over in Mexico. He's making something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Benny Cousins, though, I'd love to just do a full app talking about Benny. Oh. The problem is it's only one flight issue. Yeah, I know. That is a problem. It's a different podcast. Maybe Land Larrikins. Yeah, I was just going to say, not for our Patreon only Land Larrikins. Uh, we could definitely do a Ben Cousins special at some Makes stage. Makes you think, doesn't it? Yeah. How's this? Though? I just want to end on this, and it's not as good as the others, um, but this, the, just this one paragraph. Tell me if you've ever read anything about a grub in sport that beats this. Right, I've got the bell ready because this is a fucking doozy. Yep. Retired AFL star Brian Lake was holidaying in Bali, recovering from a marriage breakup oh, yes. and an appearance on a reality TV show oh. when he was convinced by a group of expat footballers oh. to jump on a plane mm. and play in a kick and giggle tournament in Japan. That fateful decision has left the three-time Hawthorne Premiership star banged up in Osaka and potentially facing an extended period of time behind bars for his part in a bar fight. Great. Is that what Kick and Giggle is, just starting a bar fight? (laughs) Having a good Aussie laugh. Kick and Giggle. Is it just shortened quarters, get maggot sooner? Is that? Fuck, I don't know, man. It's your fucking sport. Just two two 10-minute halves. Don't worry about quarters. I want to get blind. Yeah, kick and giggle. But the story got better. Rick Olerenshaw, former AFL player who lives in Bali, travelled with Lake to Japan and coached a combined Bali Geckos and Jakarta Bintangs team in Osaka. <laughs> I'm going to have to stop you there. Are they called the Bintangs? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they had a best of the two teams, the Bali Geckos yeah. and the Jakarta Bintangs. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> it said the team won, but early the next morning, Lake lost his way. Ola Renshaw, who flew out to Tokyo the next day, said he first learned his ring in was in jail when he shared the flight with an Osaka based Brazilian businessman who had heard about the arrest. Fuck me. Osaka based Brazilian businessman. There's some real problems there. <laughs> but how good that. You say bye to your mate that you've just played for the Geckos slash Bintangs team with. Yeah. See you, Lakey. Thanks for coming over, you fucking legend. Sorry about the marriage breakup. What are you yeah. doing? You heading back to the hotel? Nah, fuck it. I'll <laughs> hang around for one more beer. Then you go to the airport and a stranger said, fucking your mate. Your mate. <laughs> is in jail. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'll put this down to? The inevitable cultural problems in the Bali Bintangs team. I can't see that there's not some <laughs> culture issues there. Who do you reckon it's At least Jakarta, there's, you know, Jakarta's a major city, whereas the the fucking Bali Geckos. Oh, it's Bali Geckos, Jakarta Bintangs, beg your pardon. 
Yeah, they yeah. were a com- the combined squad. It's like West Tigers. Yeah, right. Yeah. They've combined for the for the for the one weekend. Greg Hinchcliffe, a member of the Bali Gecko, said the Osaka tournament was a small affair involving teams of mostly Australian expats from around Asia. Well, what what kind of other fuckwit plays Aussie rules? Like who else <laughs> is doing that? I know. Get these things get said. Oh, it's played in eighteen countries around the world. Bullshit. Played in eighteen countries by pissed fucking kicking gigglers. Some fuckwits playing in Russia because they managed to find 36 dickhead Aussies who can play. Mate, if the AFP want to track down some some criminals, you think just when the Bali geckos are out having a kick, they just go through the laptops in the locker room? Oh. You know, just have a quick look at the hard drive while they're out there. Yeah, I'd stop short of that. First step would be just Googling kick and giggle, find out where they are. Go <laughs> get them. So anyway. <laughs> AFL VNRL. Oh man. I think NRL's got the win. Oh man, we're not we're not fucking finished. Oh. We've got um what? One of the best players of all time. So realistically above reproach. Uh Andrew Johnsy Johns. The uh <laughs> the the immortal was in Toowoomba Airport after a grand final luncheon. They love these. When ex players, they get to go and embellish Boys would be boys anecdotes to raucous audiences of exclusively men eating alternatively beef cheeks or salmon with the <laughs> veggies pushed to the side. Um, and they'll bring on, straight after that, as you know, they'll bring on a comedian who'll get told at the urinals later that footy players are much funnier than modern so-called comedy. Mate, I remember a few years ago I got booked for one in the eastern, northeastern suburbs of Melbourne during Melbourne Comedy Festival and I thought, you know what's better than me going out and taking it in the face for 40 Splitting my fee with my mate, Luke Heggie. Oh. So we can both take it in the face for 20 each. Yeah. And be followed by Dougie Hawkins absolutely <laughs> killing it. Yeah. And fucking didn't I take it in the face. <laughs> um, anyway, John's, right, the, uh, the greatest of all time, who with his brother in 1990s Newcastle pre-widespread mobile phone ownership may or may not have punched someone I know for having the audacity to be standing at the front of a taxi queue. Was He was at uh, one such lunch in none other than Toowoomba, the Garden City, having a laugh with the lads. Clearly, the ex-players from Queensland were busy, so they've got Johnsy. Like, oh, g'day, Big Mel, got a gig for you. Can't do it, fuck off. Gordon Tallis, busy, probably down at the Regatta Hotel, sporting a sleeveless puffer jacket, a little like the one you have, as is his standard protocol last two times I've spotted him. Um, Smoking Joe Kilroy, you want a gig, mate? Nah, Toowoomba's too far. Petrol 10 cents a litre? Nah, fuck off, I'm busy. Slamming Sam Bacco, didn't even answer the phone. Wally Lewis, hey, Wally, do you want something? Nah, I'm doing a live cross from Suncorp in front of my own statue. That's where I clocked him today, Heggy. Did you? I saw Wally in front of Wally. Imagine that. I just yelled snap. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you say, hey, fellas, can we just move away? This is a bit much. I am the king. I get it. But, you know, fucking come on. Um. Sorry, anyway, none of us none of us can do it. Get a cockroach. And uh, they have. They've gotten the best cockroach ever, no less, Andrew Johnsy Johns, one of few immortals, uh, which is a free pass, if you don't know, being called an immortal to do whatever you want in life, evidently getting fucked up quite high on the list. Um, Johnsy's rocked up to Toowoomba, slams down a few Forex golds, 
and uh, finds himself at 7 p.m., which is when any respectable lunch finishes, at um, <laughs> Toowoomba Well Camp Aerodrome from Toowoomba to the world. His, uh, his flight was delayed for three hours, and that's the problem no one seems to mention. Hold on. They say from Toowoomba to the world, there's no, there's no fucking Dreamliner leaving from an aerodrome. Absolutely not. It's from Toowoomba it's- to Brisbane, <laughs> probably to Sydney, to the world. <laughs> they don't say that in the motto. <laughs> to whatever regional airport <laughs> is within range of our small planes. Yeah. So, I mean, footy lunches with an evening flight, we all know this. Everything has to fall into place perfectly. It's like anesthetics. One thing goes wrong, there's going to be big trouble. <laughs> Johnsy's had a game plan. He stuck to it, but a big piece of the puzzle let him down. Three-hour delay. Oh. Fucking hell. <laughs> he was ready to just get on, get some shut-eye, get back to Sydney. Didn't work out. Honestly, I reckon that's why Jetstar should be to blame for most of the international fights oh. that happen. Yeah. The sky fights. It's like you told everyone to get there three hours early for a holiday. Of course, they're going to get maggot. Then you said the plane's been delayed by nine hours. This is on you now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think this episode you've said about four times you don't like victim blaming. Clearly you do. I fucking love it. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm fairly surprised though when there was a three-hour delay that they didn't just didn't just say, look, fuck it, just chuck John Z the keys and wink at him. While saying, look after her, Johnsy. Hope you get home in time to count a few sheep and then get to work at Channel 9 tomorrow covering the classic 2015 grand final. Say good day to Nick Cody. He'll be in the foyer of Channel 9 <laughs> in his powder blue blazer holding a resume. <laughs> Practicing counting backwards from 20. <laughs> so, anyway, so we're at Toowoomba Wellcamp Airport and. Uh, None other than Helen Wright, 42-year-old mother of three boys, no doubt all big fans of Johnsy. Uh, Helen had probably just wandered out of Altitude Bar and Cafe, a restaurant committed to showcasing the best produce of the Darling Downs, paddock to the plate dining at its finest. Finest is a stretch. A restaurant, this restaurant's fully equipped with an outdoor playground, slippery dip, <laughs> pre-lubricated with residual, uh, residual, I'm going to say, because you're going to fuck me up there. Uh, I'm not. Jet fuel. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. It's all the dibber-dobbers that listen in. Yeah. Fucking nerds. Grow up. I could bash God. all your dads. Anyway. Um, How much do you hate your kids when you've got to put them on an outdoor playground at a fucking airport? Like the flight, it's a regional airport. You can rock up six minutes before and get on fine. It's pretty mad. What's well, when you want to enjoy the paddock to the plate? Goodness at Altitude Bar and Cafe, the best Darling Downs has to offer. They've got some good beef up there. Um, <laughs> so Helen's. Hey, where's the best steak you've ever had at a fucking aerodrome? <laughs> <laughs> so Helen's. Uh, he, she spotted Johnsy, and yeah. obviously thought to herself, "Look, I must have just won life's lottery here. The eighth rugby league immortal is approaching me to say hello." And that he did in the form of give us a kiss. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, Helen said, no, no, I'm a happily married woman and I have three children, boys no less. And that is when Johnsy has forgotten to do the gentlemanly thing of just calling her a lesbian and walking away. Uh, He's thought, nah, I'm Johnsy. I'm not used to the word no. 
I'm an immortal. My brother, Matty, Matty Johns, the famous one, um, he's been compared to Andy Kaufman, mm. no less, admittedly only by himself when explaining the creation of Reg Regan character. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, not any old Tom, Dick and Harry is getting compared to Andy Kaufman. Man, because gr- <laughs> growing up, Obviously, I watched the AFL footy show when I was a kid, being a Victorian, having no idea about the NRL footy show. Yeah. The AFL footy show, the sketches in comparison, highbrow humour. Yeah. You think you're above it down there, don't you? That's what a few fucking London public school kids write this. Yeah. Is this? <laughs> it's like a fucking law review, you <laughs> losers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, try going on the fucking show. Law review comedy compared to the NRL footy show sketches. Oh, amazing. They're just fucking having chili eating competitions and getting in dresses. Still, the the best one is the, the arm wrestling contest live. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. When the guy got his forearm snapped and Fatty Vorton went, ew. Oh, revolting. No question. But still, in the eyes of the majority of Australians, funnier than any comedy spot uh, stand-up-wise that's ever been on that show except for Carl Barron. So anyway, uh, Helen's response, um, uh, Johnsy has has thought, look, this has piqued my curiosity. I have but one question for her before I collapse on the floor for a couple of hours. And that question was, what do you reckon it was? Um, Could you call me a cab? No. Could you get me a bottle of water? <laughs> she said. <laughs> she said, "I'm happily married and I have three boys." Yeah. He said, "Did you have a cesarean birth?" Fuck. Makes so, you think, doesn't it? Mm. I mean, he's inquiring as to her well-being, obviously, as his standard for Johnsy and a lot of players. Women's health issues front of mind. Mm. Um, you know what Helen did instead of just answering the question. She's uh, she's posted the incident on Facebook, complete with an unauthorised photo of a comatose Johnsy nestled innocently between two bins on the floor. <laughs> the immortal. Even the immortals fall. Yeah. Well, you know, he didn't fall too far. Johnsy's flicked on Facebook the next morning, obviously, and sent himself passed out on the floor of the airport uh, alongside some reports of what he had said to Helen. And even Channel 9 have thought... We better give him, give him the weekend off, the uh, PC mad nanny state, blah blah blah. Um, Johnsy, he had to go, he had to go straight to Hawaii and get some margaritas delivered to his poolside lounger and have a good think about what he'd done, otherwise known as a naughty corner <laughs> for immortals. <laughs> so, <laughs> lads, he probably he probably used that in a. Well, he obviously got on the flight. Uh I don't know. Like it's unclear if he got on that flight. Well, yeah, he would have got on the flight for sure. They probably chaired him on, like he's been, like he's retired. Oh yeah, <laughs> they probably made made six women, including Helen, put him on his shoulders, on their shoulders, and and carry him on. Yeah, he's he's holding up two four X gold cans, and they just shoulder <laughs> him across the runway at the aerodrome. <laughs> yeah, he was maggot when he's on the floor. Someone got him a pillow. He had a pillow. Fucking hell. You don't see that that much. Like straight from a lunch, you're not bringing your pillow. Someone got him one. Um, he did have to come back 
to Australia from Hawaii oh. the next week to face the music. And by that, I mean he got his hair ruffled and uh, we all collectively just chalked it up to a learning experience for all of us. Improve the culture. <laughs> oh, fuck. Johnsy. No, Johnsy's fine. Who cares? I do love that the idea too of, hey, Johnsy, what's happened to you? Oh, you're maggot at an airport. All right. Well, we're going to put you on a longer flight to Hawaii. That should sort that. Yeah, outside of the prying eyes of Toowoomba types. Yuck. It's not how many times you fall down at the aerodrome, it's how many times you get back up. <laughs> He's gotten up heaps with some help from uh, narcotics. Oh, Johnsy. I, um, when it comes to NRL, AFL, though, like that's, you know, whatever. They've never bat. He didn't bash anyone on the plane or anything, but still pretty grubby. I, I don't doubt that Ben Cousins could, you know, he could walk in any functioning room full of ex-playing grubs from league, exchanging grubby, grubby anecdotes and starting all conversations with, boys, please, I am Ben Cousins. And they just all shut their mouths out of respect, maybe take a knee. But like I said, he's a one-man team. So I don't think so. Well, it's hard. Benny Benny's generally busy calling his ex-partner upwards of 200 times in a 36-hour period. <laughs> What's it? Has she got a good name? Did she, she had a really good name from memory, no? Yeah, it's Maca- – I want to say fucking Michaela or something. Oh, silly spelling, whatever it is. But uh, whew, take it easy, Benny. No, Ma- Malia, M-A-Y-L-E-A. Of course. How could I forget that? You know what annoys me about Ben Cousins, though? You just keep seeing him get in trouble, in trouble, in trouble, and then for some reason he'll be found shirtless on a Perth highway, and all he's done is meth for you, and he's fucking still shredded. He'd beat us all in a race. Oh, I mean, meth, you know, meth gets you pretty good. Well, lots of things do. Starvation will get you good good uh, abs. Look at Jesus. Yeah, no, but he's not hes not skinny. He's still fit. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Like I'd aim, I'd aim for that. Like if I got to Ben Cousins' jail rig, I'd be stoked. Yeah, all right. Maybe you should do something. He's, he's only a little fella though, isn't he? He, only, he looks little. No, decent size unit. Oh, okay. Just get on the oh, crystal well. pistol. Start running. Yeah, right. Well. The glass Barbie. Kids at home, listen up. Makes you think, doesn't it? I'm pretty much done. Best of luck for our two codes, AFL and NRL, in their grand finals this weekend. It'll be interesting to see. Well, you know what? It won't be interesting. We know goddamn well the NRL, the off-season is when it truly starts. You're damn right it does. As of Mad Monday, the clock's ticking to beat the 66. (laughs) And again... It's if they haven't done anything for a few weeks, that's when you really start to worry. Somebody's about to get their own police task force. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. That brings us to the end of another episode of Midflight Brawl. Heggy, you've got gigs coming up. You're damn right, I do. I'm uh, off to Orange tomorrow, uh, Region New South Wales, and then I'm kicking off my tour next week. Oh, nice. Places like Bathurst, Katoomba, uh, Jarvis Bay, Nara. Etc. Details LukeHeggy.com. Get in. Well, it's nice. I was just looking at my calendar the other day, and the 30 uh, dates around Australia have now been reduced to a beautiful zero. Oh, okay. So, besides a couple gigs around Brizzy and the sunny coast coming up, I'm doing sweep fuck all till the end of the year. 
because I've got to go back to Victoria and then you can't fly anywhere. Oh, right. And if I stay in Queensland, I can't get back in. Well, I'd love to not say sucked in, but uh, sucked in. <laughs> well, <laughs> very accurate. You were very accurate there, Higgy. That's a... <laughs> You'll be able to do something like that every week. Well done. Good job. Well, it, it's it's just there now, isn't it? Very accurate. <laughs> don't, again, don't blame me. I didn't hear it. You couldn't have ignored the fucking losers bringing your attention to something like this. They hit me up on fucking everything. MySpace, they were going through stuff. MSN Messenger Chat, they were just trying to send it to me on every platform. Yeah. Hear what Heggy said. Can you can you tell your loser friends that the familiarity is something I don't really appreciate and uh, I'm probably going to bash some of them just to send a message? It's not my mate. Your mate. It's your mate. Well, they are your mates. They're not fucking hitting me up, are they? <laughs> Keep sending us messages. I'm sure I fucked something up this week. Uh, at Midflight Brawl on Instagram, midflightbrawlpod at gmail.com and get around our Patreon, patreon.com slash midflightbrawl. New episodes of Land Larrikins, our spin-off pod, released every fortnight. Uh, nickcody.com.au to see no dates, just a lot of postpones. Get around lukeheggy.com. Bunch of pencils are getting fucked. They're... Australia Post is probably going to be 15% pencils, I reckon, this week. Oh, man. I I only own about 200 metres of pencils now. <laughs> it's uh, it's coming down. End to end, about 200 metres. So Great. get into it. Take it easy. We'll see you next week. There, mate. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Peggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 